I, you know how I pronounce it. That's a fun way to pronounce the company, but I pronounce it the correct way, which is Wing? a boy. <laughs> the fun airplane company. <laughs> so it made the made from silly strings and laughter and giggles and buttercups. Well, I'm sorry, though. The Seattle City Council just informed me that you are both getting arrested for crimes against Boeing. Mm, um, say it correctly, please. <laughs> For heinous crimes against, <laughs> but they are serious allegations, and you are going to oh. prison. Mm, not for long, because I I don't have shit. I just said that, hoping that <laughs> <laughs> your jokes can't get you out of repercussions here. Because I lick yeah. my I lick my way out of candy cane prison. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where they're taking us now? <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you're going to silly prison for, you know, silly <laughs> crimes, crimes against, against the silliest company. <laughs> What's that doing of the candy prison? <laughs> <laughs> now, give up the jawbreaker. <laughs> That's where they break, they break your jaw. It's actually pretty yeah, upsetting. Long ago in a distant land. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, everybody. The adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm Austin. We're so glad to be, you know, continuing continuing this continuing this cat arc, the summer of cats, the summer of not stop cats. Cats coming out of every which way. They're just is they're they're all around raining us. cats and just it's cats. raining. It's raining cats and just it's a cats. biblical plague of just cats. <laughs> and uh, we, yeah, I also couldn't be happier. Is there is there a happy phrase like like an idiom using cats like you know like oh like raining cats and uh, dogs but for being happy thrilled. as a cat. Yeah, you, there it is. We're all I've happy got a, as cats. I don't know. You got you've got a you've got a smile. You got like a Cheshire cat. You got the smile. You're smiling from oh, ear to ear. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like that. You you've bent over backwards for me, and I appreciate it. I think there's something there, but I, I'm not I'm not prepared to. Call you're a regular the, grin tin tin. You're a you're a. But for cats, out. wasn't wasn't Rin Tin Tin like was that was that the cat or wasn't there like a ferret in there? No, it was a dog. It was a it dog. It was a dog. It's not Wait, important. I said because I said for cats after that, so it's like oh okay. <laughs> it's a cat. Okay, it's see. a dog metaphor, but then I, if you say for cats after it, then it becomes for cats. <laughs> We're in the dog oh. days of summer, but for cats. <laughs> now that, oh. I think cat day, cat days of summer is pretty good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we, we, we wanted to do a threefer to get, to get a few through, uh, in, in one week that we, you know, either that, that are shorter or that we didn't want to spend as much time with, but we still wanted to touch on, uh, and it ended up being kind of a baby week, like a, like a real, they wound for... up, yeah, having us, having a younger target on us then was immediately clear on our research, but you know, <laughs> it's always, it's always a risk we take when we yeah. watch children's show, when you watch children's shows professionally, you can't be too upset. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this week is, is for, for kittens only. It's just <laughs> kittens. It's just for kittens. So if you're only a little kitten. Mom cats and dad cats, turn your turn your computer off. <laughs> Hang up. Go the back call. go back to the to the to the hot alleyway wherever you were you were just <laughs> You're in a cat on a hot tin roof. <laughs> yeah, enjoying your mom and dad cat activities. Go back to your tin roof. <laughs> just let the kittens play this time. You sit on a roof made of tin. <laughs> <laughs> a cat on a tin roof in Anatevka. Uh that's uh, um, ah, ooh, nice. Oh boy. Um yeah, what shows do we watch this week? Uh oh, yeah, yeah, I can tell you that. We watched uh we watched three shows, like I said. We watched uh Doraemon, we watched Sagwa, the Chinese Siamese cat, and we watched The Hot Rod Dogs and Cool Car Cats. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which that I know sticks that, out like such a sore thumb in that <laughs> list. <laughs> Look, I know I'm last week I made the argument that we aren't watching cat dog because it's 50% dog. Uh <laughs> and you know what? If you if you're gonna come at me for for with this reverse logic thrown right back in my face, go fuck yourself. Um <laughs> put that Uno card back in the deck because if you think we're gonna hear the name hot rod dogs and cool car cats and stay away, then you're fucking wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we we watched it. It's like catnip. It's a catnip yes. for us. <laughs> mm, you know, mm. with all three of these shows, I think it's interesting that with kid shows, there is a threshold of some kind uh, of like how watchable it is as an adult versus mm-hmm. like, you know, how much entertainment how entertaining, or how, much, how entertaining the title is. Like how much well, how yes. juicy that name is. But, but also just like there are some shows that you just kind of have to be eight years old to get anything Ah, uh, right. sure, yeah. You know? And like Dora. Most like, of the shows, like watching Dora. Exactly, or Arthur, or I don't know, a Franklin, or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Zaboomafu or something. But like, <laughs> there, and there's a lot of shows that we will not watch because there just isn't enough to talk about. There's just nothing that we can really get our hooks under. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those hooks that we had surgically implanted. Right, our cat hooks. Well, yeah, it's it, it, it's hard because anything bad about it, you might just say, "Well, it's 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 for such a younger audience." Like it, it's not it's for not me. Intentional. It's not good. It's not it's not trying yeah. to be. It's some, something else. Right, right. It's it's so you learn what colors are. Right. Yeah. It's so you can like <laughs> learn you that like sh- you can't quite shit on it like you can shit on on SWAT cats. No. Uh huh. <laughs> right. For for SWAT cats for having a kill list in their on their wall. <laughs> For getting fired from the police for being too violent, and then they go off on their own and, you know, blast through the city without Spent laws. all their free time trying to, trying to get women and making different types of bombs. Like, this is not a, this is not a friendly cat, and it's right. not for babies, but... Uh, right. But this this is a bit of a kitten week, and I'm excited to talk about it because they they may be slightly younger for the target. But I think each of these shows that we watched today have some extremely strange things going on, and I'm uh-huh, ready to and talk kind about of it. Like existentially terrifying um, uh, <laughs> worlds that they live in. So yeah, with that being said, uh, let's pounce right in. Hey there, my name is Doraemon. Alright, so the first show that we watched uh, for this week here in Cats, here in the Summer of Cats, is uh, something of a, uh, it's a weird rarity. It's not, I mean, it's not that rare, but like a, a phenomenon, like a worldwide phenomenon that just never really hit here. Like something that all the other countries are like, yeah, that's dope. And America's like, what is it? And it's called Doraemon. Uh, a, a figure as recognizable in Japan as Mickey Mouse is here. Uh, and we have picked a specific episode to watch. Uh, we watched the English dub that came out in 2014 based on the 2005 version of the show. And uh, this called ep- is episode 1B called All the Way from the Future World. And should I, I don't have I don't have a summary. Should I make one up? Is that just make is that one up, job? buddy? OK, just make it. OK, I will try and make one up. So this uh, shitty boy named Nobi uh, just has he's he just he just feels bad about his life. And then suddenly a future robot cat jumps out of his desk drawer and tells him that not unlike right now, his future also will suck. And he's here to fix this boy's future so that he doesn't turn into as much of a shit stain as he's gonna. It's a <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a weird sort of like immediate fuck you to kind of basic time travel st- convention. Yeah. That's like, yeah, don't yeah. fuck Don't don't destroy the timeline. It's like we're, <laughs> I'm gonna change my great grand <laughs> to change my great grandmother's life and make it suck less. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Andy, uh, can can I ask um, what yes. is the history of this show? Oh, you <laughs> said the thing. You you've done it. You've done it. Allow me to give you a couple pieces of He's, information. <laughs> Andy's been rattling his cup, <laughs> rattling his cup across the anime animated bars. <laughs> I unfurl my giant scrawl. I put on my reading glasses and I begin. Uh, so I, I'm going to try and keep this as 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 short as I humanly possibly God, can. Do. Yeah, your life I'm depends gonna. on it. <laughs> so Doraemon uh, is based on a manga that came out uh, starting in around 1970. It ran for Whoa. like 26 years. Uh, it has like 40 some volumes. Uh, and over the course of... Uh, it's three different anime iterations. I believe it has over two thousand episodes of of anime based on it. Jesus, Jesus. Uh, it it is it is a giant thing. Um, it 
uh, of course, I, maybe if I've mentioned, but the the the, the concept of the show is that uh, a descendant of the main character and his robot cat show up from the future to try and fix this kid's life because he's essentially going to ruin his life and the lives of his descendants for generations because of how <laughs> shitty he is. And they want him to be better and they don't care if it fucks up the timeline. And <laughs> uh, and every every week, every episode, every chapter or whatever you want to say he he gets into these weird situations and sort of relies on Doraemon to come up with a fancy fancy future gadget to fix his shit and it usually based on his own shittiness ends up causing more problems than he wanted than he had in the first place and through the process he like learns to be a better person or whatever uh g generally it's like it's basically just an excuse to have silly gadgets and fun is his great grandson uh like a constantly evolving character does he change as the uh, main character I don't I don't know. I mean, because there's so much of this and like various iterations. Sure. Uh, I don't. I don't really know how that like transpires over the course of it. I know they've got to like, change something over two thousand goddamn episodes. Well, they gotta, well like... right? Yeah. Uh, I know that. I I know that we are. You know, in the fullness of time, introduced to a lot of his different various ancestors or uh, descendants um, who show up through time travel shenanigans. Uh, yeah. It just. It, yeah. It just seems like an obvious place to have fun if, like, he leaves the sink on one day in an adventure with Doraemon, and then he meets his great-grandson again, and then yeah. he's, like, you know, from some some water world. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Uh, so, artistically, this is, uh, it's kind of like a, a weird love child of, of uh, well, uh, well the, there are two two men, I think, who, who operated under the same pseudonym, Fujiko Fujio. Uh, and they were influenced sort of equally by uh, the the Tezuka Astro Boy style stuff and like totally. Hanna Barbera cartoons. Yeah, and yeah, I see it's that. like a I see it's like a this. weird weird love child. And something about it just really tapped into the Japanese zeitgeist and the uh, Indian zeitgeist, the Vietnamese zeitgeist. Like there there are various countries, especially in Asia, but in in other areas too that just really bit hard on Doraemon and uh and it's huge it's crazy yeah. uh, i mostly see Doraemon on like candy at the international <laughs> supermarket you know it's right. like Doraemon on like fizzy fizzy bubble things totally and you know it's like oh that the nasty cat's back <laughs> <laughs> well and he's got a very you know i uh iconic sort of mascot like design uh, yeah. With lots of Big lots head. of sort of simpler sh simple shapes and primary colors, uh, it's definitely appealing to kids. Um, when yeah. I was looking up stuff, I was like I was like trying to get to the bottom of why people liked it. I don't really know. I mean, that's that's sort of like trying to ask, you know, why people like the taste of cinnamon toast crunch. What's what's a Pikachu? You know, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but I found a really hilarious comment someone had made on like I don't know it was like a, a Yahoo answer or something along those lines, and this person was like. To my experience, I've found that my son hates Doraemon very much. It could be seen in this following YouTube video. And then there's a video of his kid <laughs> chucking a Doraemon ch toy across the, the, the floor. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he's like, why do you hate him? Why do you hate Doraemon? It's really funny. <laughs> anyway, that's the best That's the best I got for you. Uh, I and see. Then I, my, mm, yeah, hit, I've hit got it. a theory. I've got okay. a theory. I think I know why he didn't get big in the U.S. Mm. Um is you know why? It's because of a little movie with Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd <laughs> called Back to the Future. <laughs> and we learned real hard how important it is to to go back in time and and you know, not bang your mom and like do do <laughs> the correct stuff. To like do the correct stuff at the fifties dance. Um, right. And, and mm -hmm. not disappear from the photograph. And you watch all that and you learn about Marty and his grandpa or whatever. And uh, they go to the Wild West and they do all this stuff. Three movies they did this. And yeah. we watched it as Americans, you know. And then yeah. you're going to tell me. You're going to tell me that this little cat can just do whatever he wants. <laughs> and he's not going to disappear from the photograph. Uh, uh, I don't think so. Not in my country. Get right out of here. So I think that's the reason. Oh, geez. But, you know, that that's the, I've talked a lot. I've talked a lot. Someone tell me what happens in this in this show. You know, the I, I don't know how much sense I made out of the out of the, the procedural nonsense, the kind of episode of the week sort of part. Um, the premise comes in pretty hot. I thought it explains it well and was pretty entertaining that first whatever it is, five minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I was I did appreciate this dub. Um I felt like 
uh, doing a dub in 2014, they finally figured out not to change all the names to American names, mm-hmm. uh, not to turn the food that they eat into, you know, ham- floor hamburgers or whatever. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I mean, he had they- like a he had a yummy bun. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. they say they say yummy bun, and they say what it is. Hold on, what's this? It's a dorayaki, but we call them yummy buns. Yummy bun? They're like pancakes with red bean paste in the middle, right? Um, but then they call them yummy buns for the rest of the show. <laughs> okay, uh, still, still, <laughs> at least it, it's a it's a weird middle place, right, with food because oftentimes the the words in, in whatever language has a meaning. So it's like it, it sometimes it's not really fair to just direct translate it. Because it's yeah. just a word over there. It's not a name name. T- totally. Yeah. I, I um, like yummy buns. Yeah, I buns. do. I, yeah, I do like yummy <laughs> buns. The the framework kind of happens. So there's that, you know, the whole the whole like explanation takes up because this is a 12 minute episode um, and the whole explanation takes up about 70 percent of it. Um, <laughs> what else happens is this this prediction of the pain that Nobi will deal with. Um, yeah. uh, throughout the day, um, at, at certain times. So Doraemon is saying that, like, you know, at two thirty you will be skewered by needles. At three forty-five you will be roasted alive. It's a series of things that, like, he gets called outside to play tennis by his friends or his neighborhood acquaintances. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Sue, Big G, and Lil G. Right. Um, and this is after he has also learned the, they just, t- again, they just tell him what his future is going to be with no. Which is so wild, actually. It's so wild that they have no consideration. And somebody brings up like, For the time is the stream? timeline? Yeah. Is the time stream going to be an issue? Like, oh, no, 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 no. Wait a sec. If my fate changes and I don't marry little G, then that means you would never be born. So now he's an expert on time travel? It's time travel stuff. Don't overthink it. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Fuck Not even the time a stream. Bit. Yes, fuck it. Uh, go wild. But you will marry little G. Uh, or big G? Little Which G. One? Little, little G. G, yes. And marry little G, um, and your life is going to fucking suck. Uh, that's... And also, you're gonna you're gonna get punctured by needles again and at two thirty. He's gonna marry her. He's gonna marry her in fourteen years, which isn't that yeah. long. That's like a, it looks like they might get married at like twenty or maybe eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, yeah. he says he says that this is the phrase they use. He says they're gonna have a litter of children. Which <laughs> just too, that's too many children and not a good word for it. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. guess I don't I don't love the the sort of like visceral horror that he's having that he like marries somebody who he doesn't find attractive. Right. Um, it doesn't play super great, but also he doesn't like her as a person. So right. like, there's a bit of that and he's, the, she's seems... the little sister of his bully. So it's like, yes. okay. Yeah. Like there's, there's something else going on, but at the face it's... of it, it's just like, I marry this lady and have like it's, how many it's, kids? It's the unfortunate shortcut of having to signal to us that she's unlikable, but you're doing that by making them unattractive. And in real life, yeah. that's just got weird implications. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they do play up more his his hatred of the brother. Yeah, yeah. Big G. like in the middle, the middle, you know, the the his his like main freakout comes when he's just like, he's gonna be my brother if I marry her. It's, <laughs> it becomes less about like I don't like little G and more like fuck, I really don't want to be close to this guy because he <laughs> fucking sucks. Which is um, kind of it's kind of a fun and maybe like uh, uh, apt thing to put in a show that's ostensibly for little kids like that's a pretty real life like like all all things about like ew yucky person i don't like to sort of then take the step further and imagine your life and go that's gonna be my brother-in-law like that's kind of (laughs) you're six and you have in-laws already like (laughs) that's no fun at all (laughs) um in-laws that will paint your face green for some reason yeah uh, though, of course, it was originally black and then they edited it to green because they didn't want oh, a black face in there. Oh, I see. Well, good he call. Had black, see. He had like black ink um, that he was, he was painting his face with, which, you know, has different connotations when you bring it to the U.S. Um, uh-huh. But um, but it it's just it's I don't know. It's kind of a fun first episode. It's got a few uh, funny jokes in it that I really liked. Um, and uh, at the end they get the the great great grandson coming back and he's like you know what i just want to look at the city before i leave you know i want to see what it's like and uh they do this first sort of 
you know, Doraemon summoning a gadget and he brings out the hopter, which is basically just a hat with a propeller on it that lets him fly. And uh, they both get him on their head and then Nobi gets put gets it put on his ass, uh, which is, an, right. you know, an amusing visual. And then he falls out of his pants and then his pants are just like flying away as he has to run over run, run after them. And his, his underwear. little underoos. Yeah. You know, yeah, which is like, ah, ha, ha, kid laugh. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Something about this package felt competent to me. I liked. Sure. I don't know. I, I liked so. it. Yeah, uh, it was not. It was not cloyingly awful. It wasn't overloaded with shout comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in fact, any, if anything, Nobi is a little reserved and isn't yeah. actually all that dynamic as a lead. And from what I understand, moving forward, Nobi, Nobi is kind of a shit and he doesn't want to do anything and he gets bad grades and he's lazy. And like, it's, it's <laughs> kind of like, there's a lot of angles to sort of be like, dude, you do need someone to like really fix you. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and so that's, mm-hmm. ki- that's kind of fun as a main character. Do you think, just a pr- you think in the, you know, 200 years in the future or whatever, they were just like, remember that great, great grandfather and how shitty he was? Do you want to do something about it? <laughs> do we care enough to like I love that I love that he was that horrible that generations down they're still feeling the repercussions of how shitty he is. Right. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good concept. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't know how much they actually play with it being a little kids show, but um, Right. I mean, they've got time. They had time to... They had a lot of time. I don't know how this has like 2,000 episodes worth. I don't understand how this iterates that much, but it does. <laughs> well, you can clearly see, especially with if they're half-sized, you know, so that, they, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you get a little bit of, you get a little room that way. Uh, but yeah, we a, you know, Doraemon shows up, summons a gadget, they do with, you know, it, I think you can make a lot of 10-minute bullshit episodes. Yeah. 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 And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate watching more. No, I don't I don't want to, but I, I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Austin. If it was on, I'd do it. Yeah. What's up? You are the keeper of our cr- cat criteria. That's hit correct. Uh, okay. So our first, uh, our first question with our cat criteria is: Would we adopt this cat? Yeah, I oh, like yeah. that one. He's fun. Yeah, he's he's, he's sassy and he can fix it's me. T- it's a, it's a gadget cat for the future. Hell yeah. I, I thought there was a fun moment at the very beginning when uh, he kind of traumatizes, uh, was it Nobi? Nori? Yeah, no, Nobi. 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 Uh, with uh, kind of not all the information about what he's doing there. Yeah. Right. That cat will turn your life around. He's going to make things bizarre and crazy and super awesome. You'll see, Grandpa. Now, wait a second. Why are you calling me Grandpa? We're like the same age. Wait, you don't know? Doraemon was supposed to tell you all that. Right. I forgot that part. Well, tell him. No wonder he looks so confused. Hey, tell me shit, man. <laughs> He's a fun cat. Yeah, yeah, I like him. And I mean, mm-hmm. as a uh, personally, if I if I thought time travel was real, I could see you know my descendants showing up with a robot cat and sort of trying to fix me because you know <laughs> I'm a mess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would not, you know, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> You have to, Andy, you have to quit the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And stop watching anime. (laughs) Oh, Uh. we're disappearing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, next question is, um, is the cat theme necessary? I mean, I Um, think so in the sense that, I mean, the show is clearly meant to kind of click into some little kid, you know, little kid brain shit. And, uh... I think you get more you get more uh, mileage than with just like two normal humans. Mm-hmm. I mean, cute animal makes sense. Cat, it yeah. could be a dog. It could be a, right. yep. an aardvark. I, just, I don't true. think it matters too much. It's true. As long as it's not a person, because the sort of like, you know, right. The mass commentary you have of like of like, I brought a robot servant for you. Also, it's, it's a dude. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a person. <laughs> He's yeah. yours now. Like there's, there's sort of like a, you know, it had to be an animal of some kind. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, yeah, don't, yeah. you don't question their agency as much if they're, <laughs> if they're a cat, right? Cat robot. Okay, uh, we got some new questions. We got some mm. new, some new thoughts. First new question: uh, Is this cat an indoor cat or an outside or an outdoor cat? Well, that's an outside cat for sure. Yeah. I mean, he definitely seems like he would be, he'd be all right. Like he'd come back from just like thriving out in the world. He's gone <laughs> fishing and. Mm-hmm. Caught him, you know, 
Yeah, uh, no, but you also it, don't want him. He's also got kind of a cat in the hat vibe. Like the longer you leave him inside, the more chaos. <laughs> you're yeah, hiding. totally. Totally. Yeah, I don't want this cat sleeping in my room. Uh huh. <laughs> he's definitively no. an outdoor cat. Maybe if he doesn't. Maybe not even if he chooses to be. He's an outdoor cat. He's getting kicked yeah. out at night. I mean, he's he's you know he's the T one thousand or the. I mean, well, I mean, he's. I mean, this this show is is Terminator two, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's essentially Terminator two. Uh, <laughs> it just nobody is the shittiest John Connor in the world. All right, so yeah, uh, our final one is: uh, Would this cat kill and eat a mouse? Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I think know. he would. I no, I think he wouldn't. Here's why: If he is so cavalier about the entire time stream of Infinity getting completely <laughs> fucked up, just so he can have have some jollies, I think he would easily kill and eat a mouse it's so funny and i feel like that's uh it's a part of the show that i don't know if it's for adults but it's the one kind of grown-up like kind of twist on it because a little kid's mm-hmm. not gonna really appreciate just how flagrantly <laughs> the time stream <laughs> how flagrantly they're just like not address it like just uh, just refusing all other time travel media <laughs> right yeah and it's funny they do it in a way that's kind of cute and cool Something I've always found really off-putting is like whenever any time travel movie talks about how unrealistic other time travel movies are. <laughs> yeah, like, first off, you're you're bullshit too, uh, and mm-hmm. you don't know you're why are you what why is are you acting like horse? you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Your time um, horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it just it just takes you out. It's just it's it, you just don't want to. It's it sours me on on it whenever whenever they just dunk on the other shit. Other things yeah. in their genre for no reason other than to, to try to like claw some legitimacy points over onto their side. It's gross. <laughs> right. and it's yeah, dumb. it's really sure. lame. Oh, Rory. Oh, Rory. Oh, I've just, I've just, I've just heard you calling and I've come in hoping, We've- hoping for dinner time. Hoping. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've had a long, long summer, and now our wallets are empty, our coffers are, are drained. We have no money, so we need a sponsor very soon. It sounds like maybe we've got one. I think we've got a new sponsor, and we need to tell us about the monkey trunk. The monkey trunk? Yep. <laughs> uh, so the monkey trunk is... Uh, is a portable new uh it's a portable way to get your it's a port what is, here's the monkey trunk is a portable way to get all your all your good stuff have you ever here's what always happens to me when i when i go hiking is i go hiking and i say i'll put all this in a backpack in a soft in a soft sack and i you of you course. might you yeah you might say that the soft sack is is uh well it's certainly not it's certainly not monkey proof <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. yeah I've said that many a time you go to the you go hiking in the forest and by the time you get to the top of the hill to take out your picnic there's nothing left but a couple crumbs <laughs> and berries at the bottom <laughs> that the monkeys have left for you but the monkey trunk the monkey trunk prevents you know it prevents all kinds of all kinds of uh mischief it it, it it is designed it's designed with five five fingers and a thumb in mind so if you were a bear you might not be that slowed down but i think that we would take you take you take the wins you can get right like a bear was gonna eat your backpack anyway but so the monkey trunk <laughs> is, is, i'm not gonna call it i'm not gonna sit here and lie to you best friends it's not bear proof but you didn't have a bear proof bag to begin with but this That's one is true. monkey. This one is monkey proof by locking all your things in a hard, in a hard case trunk. Now, how how exactly does it keep the monkeys out? Like, does it ask <laughs> questions? <laughs> does it ask questions that only a human can answer, or is it just really tight? Uh, well, it operates. It operates on a on a on a system of uh, like you got to put a you got to get your 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 hand uh, triangle shaped through the triangle hole. And your other hand circle shaped through the circle hole, and they don't—they're not great at that. At that kind of, at that kind of. But for humans, it's very easy. Most of I don't know, you know that I've I'm seen great ba- at that. Babies can do that one. Uh, oh, <laughs> zing zing zing. <laughs> and that is how you keep the monkeys out of your trunks. 
So love it. Yeah, that's gonna bring in so much money for us. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna lose some monkey listeners. We're, though. we're gonna lose some of the monkeys though. <laughs> what? Thanks, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> everybody we are back and we are looking at our next show and this is a show that uh we heard uh, a request for from a friend of ours and uh that she watched it and so we had to look it up and this show is called sagwa the chinese siamese cat sagwa i believe was a show on pbs right Mm -hmm. um it was also produced in canada but you know if anybody watched it in the u.s it would have been on you know your public yeah on peebs um and uh, it was created by Amy Tan uh, of the Joy Luck Club, who wrote the Joy Luck Club. And uh, she, uh, I don't really know what the what the full backstory on like wanting to create the show or anything, but. Uh, well, I mean, she made it, it was a children's book first, like a picture book. Oh, that God. she wrote. So she wrote a, she wrote a, a, a picture book called Saga of the Chinese Siamese Cat. And then was like, you know, I guess maybe like creator on the credit line or EP or something for the cartoon that they ended up making. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how involved she was in the cartoon is, is the sort of end of that thought. Sure. Sure. Um, but it, end result is that it's, it's interesting and and has much more of a historical element and, and certainly, um, has a, as a focus that you don't always see in at least Western animation. So when especially uh, like, you know, we, we, we'd started to see a little bit of shift from, uh, from anime, but you know, uh, the seventies and eighties were had some pretty gross orientalism going on yeah mm-hmm. uh so it's kind of it's kind of and, and even though that that has been kind of curtailed there is still not a lot of positive cartoons we we, we did yeah. watch jackie chan's adventures recently but the list is short yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. especially for something explicitly featuring china i mean yeah. like you can you can throw avatar the last airbender some points but they're not explicitly picturing or like uh, uh showing anything it's a fantasy world that takes yeah, cues. It's, 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 it's wuxia. Yeah, it's still it's, created it's, uh, by white it's, people. Uh, it's a martial arts sort of yeah, magical right. martial arts sort of genre. Exactly. And so, like, yeah. it's it's kind of interesting to see a show explicitly set in China. Um, yeah. Because that's yeah. kind of rare. Yeah. And uh, so what we watched today was episode one of Sagwa. Uh, it was called How Sagwa Got Her Colors. And here is the synopsis. After a day of playing and calligraphy, at bedtime, Mama tells her kittens the story of how Sagwa got ink patches on her paws and face, which, in the process, thwarted one of the magistrate's unfair laws, resulting in it being beneficial for everyone. Yeah, it's a funky little summary. It's and it's a it's a weird setup where it's like the mom is telling her children cats a story about her children cats about a thing that didn't really happen, like a like a fable of her own children. It seems like it is literal, though. I think it did happen, but it feels very much like a, you know, how the leopard got their spots yeah. or some, you know, it feels very yeah. mystical, but it's weird that it is happening within their own universe and they're, they're telling it like, you know, like it was yesterday. It could have been yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, the, the little sister cat seemed about the same age when we cut to the sort of frame narrative at the end. Uh, uh-huh. I thought maybe that Sagwa was like an older sister that they don't actually grow up together. This is like an imagined little kid world little sister world where all of her siblings <laughs> hang out and play all the time <laughs> yeah no, but i, I think, don't think, I think that's the case Sagwa's like explicitly the middle child which I, I do have to i have to complain a little bit about in terms of our sort of cat realism cats have like a bunch of kids at one time like they have like you know four quadruplets or like 12 dodecoplets or whatever there's not any scenario where a cat would have an older kid and then later have a middle kid and later have a young mm-hmm. kid that's not a thing <laughs> so i don't know what kind of weird rules we're going by but these aren't the cats i know sure, damn it sure makes sense um wow you're so just gonna, you're just gonna you're just gonna dismiss my concerns as the ramblings I, of a crazy person a hundred percent yeah um, I, they probably did this structure so that they could show Sagwa at the beginning of the episode looking on model, you know, uh, like looking the way that Sagwa is supposed to look. 
Right, with the, um, with the Siamese cat sort of with coloration. The, with the markings and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, be, but it is weird that, yeah, like six minutes into the episode, then we actually get into the flashback. And then that takes us through most of the episode after that. It is. It is fun. I like the. I like the sort of it's an fable fairy tale structure to it. Uh, the way it's told, um, and and honestly, for as kind of you know, not uh, you know, it's not ruffling anybody's feathers. This is a very sort of like by the book kind of kids show. It it held my attention for the twenty two minutes. I was interested and watching. Um, yeah. The um, the uh, the governor that they that they work for slash our pets of. Yeah. Um, is really fun. Him and his wife are, he's just like <laughs> constantly doting on her with praise. Like he's calling her, uh, you know, some, some adjective, plush of fruit name. Yes, my lotus blossom, whatever you say. And he, yeah, he, rolls, yeah. he rolls through a bunch. Uh, and <laughs> right. she's she's obscenely evil. And he is, he's like. Just dumb. He se- well, he seems good natured. He seems like he's just dumb and he's playing along. But like, he's also really quick to get on board. He's like, oh, wow. It's like he would. It's like he's evil, but too dumb to be mean. Mm-hmm. Sure, that makes sense. Like, totally. She, yeah. has to, she has to kind of point him in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or the or the wrong. But one. he's yeah. he's so happy to drive the car once it's pointed that way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Totally. I don't want totally. to let him off the yeah. hook. Yeah. No. So, like, I guess what's interesting to me uh, and, and also very upsetting is the sort of like in in this flashback where we're talking about like kind of a, a, a before time and how we, you know, how we got the, the coloration on the cats. Uh, uh, he is making all of these horrible rules, these like really restrictive fascist rules. And the cats, their cat family is like traditionally the calligraphers for this magistrate and like their, their whole tails. area. Yeah, they, they use dip their, their tail in the ink. And these cats are just sort of like like I'm I wrote a note that's like why is our family like a bunch of bootlickers? Yeah, because they're complicit. Like- <laughs> Don't you know? It doesn't matter that we're complicit. Yeah, they they're bootlickers for sure. It's, yeah, they it's they so... worship their corporate overlords. <laughs> I know. And I think the, the mom and the dad who are like writing all these horrible laws, they have like a line as they walk away and like Sagwa overhears it where they say something like, uh, Remember what you told Dongwa. It is not for us to say what is fair or unfair. It is just our job to write it down. After all, we are only cats. We cannot change the world. Would you rather be an alley cat? Yeah. <laughs> right. The classism, right. it was, it's so funny because they're like parading around in all these cat jewels. And they're like, what, do you want to be one of these fucking <laughs> alley cats? Or one of the commoners? <laughs> we, everything we do is justifiable so that we stay in, in, in the hottest cat couture. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another fun thing about just like how gross the governor is uh, or magistrate Um is he's just he's never he's never more than five feet away from a bowl of noodles the whole episode. <laughs> that dude loves his lo mein, man. Man, oh, it's so it's so funny. I I do love I do love the uh, the the his wife is so funny because she is because of how comically evil she is. Their whole thing is about writing these awful rules and then fining their citizens for breaking them. And <laughs> she, like, it's explicitly like she wants him to make more rules so that they can collect more fines so that she can buy fancy dresses for her and her daughters. And right. when they talk about more fines and like, especially later when they're like getting ready to basically find their whole village, she's got this like cartoonishly large abacus and is just like shivering in excitement, like <laughs> 400 <laughs> fines. <laughs> Yeah. Four hundred thirty-four. My dear, a new record. I also really like the um. There's this minister character is who's very quiet oh, the, the for reader, most of the episode. The yeah, the reader. Yeah, this like little guy who um just sort of stands around watching as the laws get made and the scrolls sort of get inked and everything, and just knowing that he'll you know go out and and read these rules, but. You don't really see much on him. You don't really get much of a sense of what he's thinking. He's just sort of mm-hmm. always witnessing what's happening. And there's a moment, and I guess this is crucial to the to the plot of the episode. Yeah. But, so, uh, but but so Sagwa, uh, this this law gets made. This big law gets made that there will be no dancing. So that's their way to like recoup uh, no singing. for no singing. Yes, sorry, thank you. Um, no singing, and they'll make it a big fine, and nobody can sing. 
all the way around the, you know, the clock morning through, through night, through morning again, you can't sing. Um, and I like to, there's a, there's a point where they kind of iterate on that. Uh, his first idea was no singing between sun up and sundown. And she was like, well, we could get more fines out of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let's not leave this on the table. Yeah. Um, and well, so, so Sagwa climbs up to the top of a, of a chest and drops, jumps back down and lands in the ink pot and gets ink on her face in the, in the spot, in the, in the place where she has it. And wipes it off on any piece of paper. And it turns <laughs> out it's the it's the law that says that they haven't formalized yet. That is that there will be no dancing except or no singing. singing. And she has covered up the no part of it. <laughs> you must sing. <laughs> no, yeah. no, there's just tons of singing all you want yeah. all the time. Uh, go for it. And so that so then this this reader character, this ma- this minister, um, looks at the scroll uh when when the the magistrate tells him to go out and read it to the people before he's seen the tweak to it and he just smiles this like little smile on his yeah. face uh is mm-hmm. extremely good it's extremely good i and liked that moment a lot a lot because again not showing not like so many cartoon shows and we'll we'll get into after this, but but a cartoon that has to punctuate every moment, every moment that they think they're being clever with like a trombone <laughs> or a synthesizer hit with, with you know, with uh, emphasis and that they can do these little subtle things is really nice. Yeah, I, uh, I really like what I like when he reads out this law that now they're like must be singing or like there will be singing from dawn to dusk or whatever. And everyone just starts singing because they're like, oh, thank God. Now it's like <laughs> I, it's like it's like the Who's down in Whoville are all singing and the Grinches can't fucking believe it, and yeah. uh, and it's it's kind of interesting. Like I wish I wish maybe it had a little more nuance, but that's the adult in me where all of them have been living under this corrupt rule for so long, and then they he, they get thrown one bone and they just start showering with him with praise and song. Uh, it's like yeah, but what about all the other shit that he did? Now he let you sing. I don't know. So, I think uh, that's why they, I think that's why they go out of the way to make him kind of, you know, a bumbling idiot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's got its own. It's got its own fucked up issues. Just in general, in general, the sort of like capitalist overlord tones of the show aren't great. But um, he's forget. <laughs> he's 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 redeemable. Yeah, sure. And yeah, so so because these singing villagers have shown up outside his door. Um, with a, a really nicely arranged bit of music. I mean, they're singing uh, yeah, what it. sounds like the theme song. Uh, it just, I don't think it has Sagwa in it. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, they're they're just singing and uh, you really kind of get swept along with the magistrate who's like... What are you smiling at? How can you even hear yourself think? But listen, my wondrous water lily... Listen to those beautiful words. They are singing my praises. In all my life, my people have never said a kind word about me. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, the cat. The cat fucked it up. We, you know, we learned the cat fucked it up. Um, yeah, but his like but, his, his emotion of being like, in all my life, people have never said a kind word about me, and he never right. like put two and two together that like you have to do something nice for people to sort of appreciate that. As sure. opposed to just being a shitty boy. There's something kind of really cool about like all these cats kind of, I don't, you know, are, are sort of marked by their, by their, uh, by their art. I mean, they're like, you know, all of them have these markings, which in general you would say are, you know, just with the way Siamese cats look, but they're kind right. of explicitly ink marks from doing calligraphy. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I, I dug a, that. I, yeah. And it's like a, it's like a badge of like, you know. You're dope. You you're all cats are awesome. You get to wear mm-hmm. this in in commemoration of the time that you made me realize I was horrible. Um, right. It's nice. Well, and it's it's really cool. It's a skill to be able to write a modern folktale, yeah. right? Something that sure. feels like it makes you go Google like, hey, was that an actual traditional folktale? Is that mm-hmm. how they said how how leopards got their spots or how coyotes howl at the moon or something like that? Totally. Um, I know. There's just something really. Uh, satisfying about something that feels like a traditional folktale. Mm-hmm. So good writing. I gotta, 
I got to point out, though, at the very end, when we get back to the framing narrative and uh, we're telling Shigua, the younger sister, you know, the parents are telling Shigua about what Sagwa did in this whole story. Uh, <laughs> they kind of they kind of undercut it a little bit where Shigua's like, wow, she did a really great thing. And her parents are like, well, yes, Shigua, in many ways she did. But, you know, she also did something she shouldn't have. Really? Really. But here's the good part. Many times, we actually learn from our mistakes. She broke the <laughs> rules. And, you know, we can learn from our mistakes. It's like, Jesus, what's going on here? Oh, it was better than that. Uh, I My <laughs> favorite part of that was um, where the mom says, I guess Sagwa learned her lesson. Everybody did, I think. <laughs> she says, everybody did, I think. <laughs> so, like, eh, I don't know. It was okay this time to sort of speak truth to power, but maybe, you know, not as a rule. But in general, we still we still live in a castle. Yeah. <laughs> Our castle's just as glass. Yeah. Maybe maybe Dongwa didn't have an arc. <laughs> maybe he's still a piece of shit. Who knows? Or those oh, those mean alley cats who did nothing wrong except have to live in the alley early on right. in the episode. Totally. Ugh. Let's ask some cat questions. All right. Mm. Um, would we adopt this cat or these cats? No. I don't much. I, I wouldn't. I, I, don't, I don't know that I would want all the cats. I'd take, I'd take Shigua and, uh, and Sagwa. Yeah, I'd take Sagwa. Not Dongwa. Not, not Dongwa. Dongwa's a, a, little, a little dork. <laughs> a little shit. Uh, I wouldn't take the parents. Yeah, because they're uh, yeah. bootlickers. This is awful bootlickers. But the they, time, they would be out there being like, "Well, why you got to why you got to protest Target?" <laughs> <laughs> we live in a nice city. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But actually, I don't know that I'd want these cats around because they might just get ink all over my stuff. Well, that's any cat. Any cat will get anywhere. <laughs> that's uh, true. So, you know. <laughs> So at least these these cats will speak truth to power. So you know, <laughs> um, was the cat theme necessary? I, I'm going to answer yeah. that. Yeah, I def yeah. definitely. This this is very much cat oriented it's, for a reason. It's intrinsic to their concept. I like it. Yeah, totally. Uh, indoor, outdoor. Oh, these are not outdoor cats. They wouldn't make <laughs> no. it in the wild. They would <laughs> these not are make it in bejeweled, the wild. Bejeweled, bejeweled <laughs> indoor cats, cats. Need pearls to clutch. Really. Uh -huh. it's, it's... <laughs> Yeah, look, so, they work in clerical services, you know? <laughs> they literally have jobs. I'm just a notary public. <laughs> right? They don't even get to be cats. They're not even paid, but they, you know, they uh, they have a job and they yeah. have to do calligraphy. So, like, yeah, definitely indoor cats uh, working from home. <laughs> um, and then would these cats kill a need of mouse? No, <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think Sagwa's got him. Got the the predator. That sounds instincts. like seizing the means of production to me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like alley cat behavior. <laughs> Okay, so guys, uh, we watched we watched Hot Rod Dogs and the Cool Car Cats. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, drew drew me in, drew me in with the, with a name like that. Although I was kind of surprised because they say that the the sort of uh, female leader of the show is supposed to be a cat car, but she kind of looks like a dog car. They uh, sort of yeah. confusing, and I felt mm -hmm. a little betrayed in it for our cat theme. I agree. Yeah, they really didn't differentiate them enough. So what did what's this first one called? Uh, uh number one, episode one, <laughs> the first one. Yeah, we don't know. The answer is no one cared to have anything on the internet about hot rod dogs and cool car cats. Uh, the hot rod dog goes on a little Pokemon. I mean, it's not explicitly a Pokemon adventure, but he's like he's pack he's getting packed up for like some sort of journey. Mm -hmm. I think to uh, he's going to camp. He's going to camp. He's going and to he gets car, he gets kind of dog camp. He gets kind of Pinocchio snatched and uh, winds up in uh, winds up in a little dog little dog car prison. It with, is kind uh, of Pinocchio, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And but then uh, then then the the like spooky old old dog that they get that they that he's in jail with them is fairly wholesome and helps them escape. Yeah, yeah, that's legit. I like that. Thanks for that summary. That that's that that hits all the salient points without <laughs> stealing the ridiculous shit we're <laughs> <to> talking about. <laughs> 
<laughs> because this God. world building intrigues me. This yeah, they, they're, they're kind of like they're like strange world r- rural dog cars, and uh, they because we see the city, we see the big city where, where all these cars are in this sort of like constant dystopian rush, and yeah. they're like there's like ambulance cars that are helping the like. Because everybody's just driving around till they get sick. It's it's kind of fucking wild. <laughs> well, it's so weird. I need to. We need to explicitly state it. These characters are at at once cars and dogs and <laughs> yeah. intelligent, right? Right. So like I and I the cats. I, the cats are also dogs. The cats are also cars. Sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. The cats are cars. The dogs are cars. They really nope. should call this show cars or dogs and also cats or dog or cats or <laughs> cars. The cats. Cats and dogs are both cars. <laughs> well, and I want to I want to put put forth a question to you guys because I don't think we have enough information to de- to refute my premise. Are dogs the boys and cats the girls? I don't think so. He has a mom. We see the mom in the first. The okay, mom you're is right. A, you're right. Is there is dog. a mom but she's, dog. She's pretty blobby. A lot of them. A lot of them are not really very not anthropomorphic, but dogophomorphic or catapomorphic. <laughs> they're they're mostly they're mostly very spherical. Yes. Yeah. Well, and yes. the, and we had to we had to sort of like really put a couple hats on the fact that the cat is a girl where she's like hot pink and has a bow, um, but not enough is done to draw the attention to the fact that she's a cat. Mm-hmm. I, it's just it's no. just really fucking weird. Yeah, I wish I had a better grasp of this world from the outset, you know, because I can't really appreciate how dangerous it is that he was maybe going into cat territory on his map when he got lost. Yeah. Which I guess was what he was doing. I, I don't know. know. I, I didn't don't understand know. this was a dog because exclusive Because I couldn't tell world. I couldn't tell who was a dog and who was a cat. That's the exactly. real problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it doesn't matter, actually. And his so so the, the the title is also a lie because the hot rod dogs and cool car cats assumes that like, oh, so all the dogs are hot rods. No, no, no. Our main character's name is Hot Rod. I didn't even know that. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. This car this dog's name is Hot Rod. So like it's not like it's a category. It's weird. It's a, a very category. Weird... Oh, yeah. no. And the uh, the cat lady, the cat girl, her name is here's Carberetta. Yeah. But she or goes carb carbs. for short. Carbs. Carbs. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, there there's one there's one joke that takes us all the way through the episode. And it's uh <laughs> it's that Hot Rod can't get kissed. Uh <laughs> whether by his mom or by carbs. Without just letting out a real wet he fart. He rips out a fart. He rips, <laughs> he just, out, rips one. He so, just likes blasting gas. Yeah, but because he's a car his, that's full of gas. He's got a lot of gas in the car, in the tank. Besides his nasty toots, um, <laughs> I thought for for a baby show, because this is, you know, this is pretty pretty fairly, we can say it's a baby show, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, or at least for like, hey, say, Ten and under, maybe yeah. lower. Agreed. Um, yeah, lower. Uh, six and lower. Anyway, um, I thought that uh, Hot Rod and Carburetta have a pretty, pretty healthy, I guess, um, just demonstration of human affection that you don't get yeah. from cartoons, especially little kids shows a lot. Like they, you know, you could argue that he hasn't earned his smooches as a just a worthless <laughs> white male dog. Who just farts all the time. He's just <laughs> farting. But uh, I can't I like, stop farting. I like that he's not like, oh, gross, kisses. Yeah, yeah. And they like nuzzle up against each other. And I don't know. It's it's kind of nice. They have affection ridiculous. for each other. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, I mean, it's going to be tough to form a relationship when every time she kisses him on the cheek, he just blows a wet one. He's um, just, <laughs> he just fucking right just out fucking the tailpipe. Sharts out the tailpipe. Oh, you'll always be my little hot rod. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Thanks. <laughs> Whoops, <laughs> sorry. Thanks for saving me. <laughs> <laughs> um that's not the so, only confounding thing that happens though, no I so say. i have to i have to call up the thing that i became obsessed with and just could not really focus on the show after this point <laughs> and it's when he comes into this nasty this nasty dark territory off the map and there is a skeleton <laughs> There is a skeleton of a dog car, a dog hot car dog. skeleton. These hot rod dog cars have bones. They have bones, you guys. 
every every like twisted Pixar cars like diagram that people like artists did is like a joke of like oh imagine the horror if these like creatures you know these cars had like guts and bones and everything yeah this is this is it it's here like they did it they chose to show a skeleton it's not like a hollowed out frame of a like car Right. Or a person skeleton. It's like clearly a two car skeleton. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, a it, turbo it, kid. Horrible. <laughs> it flies skeleton. in the face of some other things that they do in the same episode too, right? Because, uh, yeah, the th- he he ends up doing the sort of you know man saves a woman from in imminent danger situation with with carbs, where she is like approached by like five giant angry Cockney assholes. English like, these like English roughnecks. That yeah, and they explicitly are talking about. Well, they say ten minutes and she spare parts. Spare parts for spare change. <laughs> They're talking about ripping her apart, right? For parts, which is horrifying. But later, when the police show up and arrest these two, uh, sort of wrongly. Uh, it's because there's a bunch of strewn spare parts around and they're, they're accused of essentially like organ trafficking. But <laughs> it's like normal car parts, not bones. It's yeah. car parts. Where yeah. do bones is, fit in on this? I'm I sorry. Don't this understand is the only thing works. I want to talk about. This is all I want to. <laughs> <laughs> the rest will be send car questions. <laughs> well, okay, but that's not even the end of the crazy shit. Because right. after after they get arrested by the police, they're thrown into a giant like police party wagon, which the is like a mad, a mad Max prison giant dog sand car. crawler. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a sand crawler. <laughs> it's also a dog car that's alive, and it just and has very like angry. people inside it. And he's so like, I just this is so yeah. Confounding. So the other weird part is that our main character and his family. No English accents, right? Mm-hmm. American accents. He goes off. He, and then from there on out, every other character except Carbs will also have an English accent. Um, well, it's because this is a British American production and they spent the money on the American uh, talent for the main characters. And then I think uh, they just got British other people to fill in the other roles. I think uh, maybe it's out of convenience. Right. It doesn't read the way you, they wanted it to. Because right. it feels like this, every villain, every like weird <laughs> conniving character is, has a British accent. And then we've got some sort of plucky American heroes. Um, and it, I don't know what to make of that. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, you've got Russie Taylor as Carbs, who's, uh, yeah. Martin, Martin Prince. Yeah. Thanks to you. That was pretty brave. A dog helping a cat. <laughs> weird, huh? Thanks. But it, but yeah, it's so weird because they're these like bad, English accents. I, they're not even good English accents. A dog and a cat together. Our partners in crime for sure. Villains caught red hooded. And so, yeah, it's it's it, this whole concept is bizarre. They go they go off and they meet a couple randos inside this giant living prison car who feel uh, deeply untrustworthy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was what that was the part that made it kind of a fun twist when they're just kind of actually wholesome. They really did a good job playing up how, yeah. how dangerous it is to trust these guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. There's this like barely a car. He looks just like a basset hound with wheels named Doggone. Uh, <laughs> and then we meet this other guy who's like constantly falling apart named Benz. Um, right. There's some very confounding things that happen. The most important world building thing that we find out is that Doggone tells them that they too not unlike Sagwa, live in a horrifying fascist dictatorship of some sort where the police say they're going to give you a fair trial, but instead they just put all criminals in the crusher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which just is Jurian executioner. And uh, here's, here's the other thing that I'm still not done talking about. I'm not talking about uh, skeleton bones for these car, <laughs> these car animals. Uh, the, this, this like grid, the grid lockers or the cops that this like, living sand crawler vehicle crushes on its way a triceratops skull <laughs> uh which is some kind of car sh- has like a car shaped it's like like, <laughs> like dinosaur cars so there were like dinosaur cool dinosaur cars somebody um, called jack tenrec 
It's God. Oh my God! Can you imagine Cadillacs and dinosaurs combined into a single a single creature, the Cadillac dinosaur? Quahoon! <laughs> Incredible. Um, I hated this show, though. I hated. It. Fuck you! I would watch all of it. <laughs> well, okay, 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 okay. So I got to tell you something. Uh, uh, first of all. They they get out. They they really assault this living prison car, and they <laughs> open him up like his like, tear like open a cat, his belly like a like a, tin like a nightmare cat bus, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they free everybody. They they tear open his his underside and free everyone out of him. Uh, and the the ma- our main two characters, the cat and the dog, uh, they sort of walk off into the sunset. She kisses him, and he wet farts off screen. Um, <laughs> he farts and- into the sunset. <laughs> And, and we sort of like assume like, oh, okay, this is how it's going to go. And these other two dog cars are going to follow after them. And so it's a little fun little thing. I was looking through the Wikipedia article. And I need to read you a description of a character that we have not yet met. His name is Gus. And it says, a light gray dog car and legendary mechanic. He was the one who built the Crusher and exiled himself when his creation went out of control. He later Ooh. outfitted Hot Rod and Carbs with weaponry to better combat the Crusher's forces. Jesus. So I don't, I don't know what kind of show we get into, but I'm pretty sure they form a car resistance against the police state. So, uh, okay. you know, you know, like, okay. this is kind of where I'm, I'm at. warming up to, to find it. Out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Do with that what you will. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, God, it's so weird. What a strange, strange show that this is. It's incredible. Um, I've got some criteria we got to answer. We got to answer okay. these questions. I think we might have to start calling them categories. Yes, <laughs> our categories. We got we got these categories, and <laughs> uh, our <laughs> first one is, of course, would we adopt these cats? I don't this think cat. so. Yeah, it's Carbs a car. Is really, if, 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 if if carbs is the only cat that counts, so we only have to adopt her. I'm I'm down. But all all the all the all the various other junkyard animals, I'm not really here for them. <laughs> yeah, with no. their weird sloppy bodies, uh, <laughs> their mushy mushy skin skin vehicles that are barely clinging themselves to car bones against will of God. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really split on that. I I, I don't know that I would adopt car carbs. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Um, next question: Is the cat theme necessary? Man, <laughs> it's boy, it's there's so many hats on top of hats here. I mean, I really don't know if it is. I does it make it better if they were human cars? I mean, <laughs> if they were if they looked more like cars, but they just were like Chevron cars or Pixar cars that could talk. I, would it I be don't better? Know. Would it have anything going for it? I don't know if it would make more <laughs> or less sense. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I, just I think I just don't know what calling some of them dogs and some of them cats is doing for us. No, I, I agree. I think they, they <laughs> for the whatever 90s SEO they were trying to like, you know, hit up uh, to get cats and dogs in the title. Yeah, I guess because otherwise kids it's really just, liked it. you know, God, I don't know. I don't know why yeah. they've suffered enough. Um, <laughs> next question, uh, outdoor or indoor? I think outdoor. We got to say these are outdoor cats. <laughs> Pretty definitively. <laughs> Definitively, yes, but they can go inside other cars, other car yes, they can. dog cats. Um, and would these <laughs> would these would these cats kill and eat a mouse? Uh, you know, not from the first episode, but it sounds like these guys get pretty they get pretty serious in their yeah. in their fight in their yeah. fight against tyranny. They, they do what they got to do to survive. <laughs> they get so yeah, weapons. I think so. Probably, yeah, I think they go for it. I think carbs oh, has it do in you her. Think, do you think in this world, if cats and dogs are cars, do you think mice are like mopeds? Mouse on motorcycle. Oh, okay, Beverly Cleary. <laughs> I can see clearly now. <laughs> okay, everybody, we watch more cat shows this week. Summer mm. of Cats is and Summer of Cats is, is three shows richer than it was before. Uh, <laughs> It's three shows more something. <laughs> I don't know. This week really cemented it for me. Cement- this one cemented it for you? Yeah, it cemented it for me that we're doing the right thing, I think. 
that this was mm. a good call. You know, last by week it's all these like, cats by petting all these street cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last week we had what SWAT cats and uh, samurai pizza cats. Those were both really yeah. fun, but I wasn't sure how much the fun would continue. And I think even in, in the face of several baby shows, this is still it's true. To be we kind of we kind of we kind of hit the rock stars early in the arc, and it was uh, it was unsure <laughs> if we were going to be able to get through the get through the rest of the desert. You know, without uh-huh. without without with fi- without finding water. Yeah, but so far so good, I think, you know? Yeah, we got two more uh, we'll weeks s- planned, too. We do, we do, and hopefully next week goes well. Because <laughs> I'm less less confident about that one. Same, though. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know, I'm, I'm, I mean, we have, a, we have a pretty good list of cats to adopt at this point. We've adopted so. more than half of them, I think. Yeah, I'm horribly allergic, so it's going to go <laughs> poorly, but I'm just so happy to have these fun cats in my life. I just I love these weird these weird like dystopias that the kids shows find their way into maybe on accident. I don't really know if they in- ever intend to write them that way. But like the fascism just shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> it does. It's a it's a fun button they like to push. And <laughs> you'd think as a nation, we'd be sort of more equipped to handle it uh, in, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, our I mean, modern the kids day that life. Grew up on SWAT cats would be sort of more ready to identify a police state. <laughs> turns out no we just like it because there were cats in it damn damn you guys (laughs) it is a funny thing though right that like when we it was it was a completely unforeseen part of our of our fun cat experiment was Mm -hmm. was (laughs) the strange intersection with capitalism and corporate greed and power structures (laughs) (laughs) i know (laughs) i'm here for it though all right everybody so i think it's that part of the week where you hear you hear what i gotta say oh brother we're gonna see you next tuesday